Made of fail. We never promised content. Okay, at this point you're abusing sarcasm. Come on, let's get this gay show on the gay road. Help me out here. Good evening, everybody, and welcome yet again to Made of Fail. I, as always, am Kevin. It is so weird to hear your voice. Just, you know, saying the thing again for the last time. <laughs> I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm Dana. <laughs> We've returned. Uh, we're back from hiatus. It's been a long... Uh, when was it? Like, August? Longer for some of us than it was for others. Longer for some of us than for others. <laughs> um, but as we've explained on Twitter, we have an announcement to make. If you don't follow us on Twitter, although I don't... Anyway, I'm doing a thing where I'm just babbling. Kevin, stop me from babbling. Make an announcement. Dana. Dana, stop myself. babbling. Due to the uh, status of our... We've made a whole big post, and we're actually just going to link the post again and... Uh, I, I think I say it way more eloquently than I could uh, audibly, um, but we are passing the torch. We uh, beta fail is and forever will be a wonderful six years in our life that uh, we will never forget. Um, I can't but forget as because I'm staying on as producer. There's that, <laughs> but due to life. And just everything, just marching on. Um, everything needs to change. And while we are going to be leaving as hosts, we'll be bringing on a couple voices that you may recognize. Ladies and gentlemen, may we proudly introduce the new co-hosts of Made a Fail, Clea Linda Jones and Emily Witten. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> that was a weak whoop. Do it better. Woo! Mardi Gras! I mean, wait, sorry, of force of habit. Freebird! <laughs> <laughs> well, they'd be more likely to recognize uh, Cleo's voice than mine, but uh, hopefully, if they were listening to one of the three episodes I appeared on, they might know me too. <laughs> so, we, we, we offered the show to the two of them as their with the huge salary that we make cookies twice as much as as we currently make oh yeah um it's a big time dental plan there may or may not be a dental plan if by dental plan you mean um maybe a cookie or something to get you to go to the dentist there is or or don't eat the cookies (laughs) but we figured keeping this in the family was never a bad idea Best way to go, really. And considering that, you know, most Friggin of the people who listen to us are are Here from Cleo. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of felt like the logical conclusion here. Um, I just want to, I've, I've, I've been saying this to you guys privately for a while, but I just want to say thank you yet again for agreeing to uh, take the keys from us. Um, we know that the show is going to be in good hands. And no boys over. Aww. Just saying. No parties. No alcohol. And you're going to break every single one of these rules, I hope. 
Yes. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much the minute we uh, we get our sticky little hands on our own our own one where you guys aren't around, we're going to break all the rules. And no, hopefully we will honor your uh, great work instead. <laughs> <laughs> and she was serious. That's the best part. Well, yeah, sometimes. Don't do anything oh. Dana would do. Oh, hey, God. hey, hey. <laughs> I would do There's anything for us. the podcast, but I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Cleo. Um, but as a refresher, since this is going to be um, sort of the hello and goodbye and the fare thee well and, and possibly a jumping on point for new people to come listen. Take the fire from our hands. Did you just reference Kroll? Yes. Dude, you're such a dork. So here's what made a fail is about. Kevin and I started it uh, a little over six years ago on a lark just to have something to do to talk about nerdy things. The, the whole point I of wish... made a fail as a concept was we like a lot of really cool shit, and so we're going to share it with people. And whoever listens, listens. And holy God, people started listening. <laughs> We didn't expect it. People that we didn't personally know. I know, right? It, it, it kind of brings it brings the kind of thing that we we started the show. We had no idea what we were doing, and the only people who listened to our show the show were our friends. It's kind of interesting because here we are leaving the show, to not knowing what we're friends. doing, not knowing what we're doing, and a lot of the people who listen to our show are our friends. And have we have made friends through Made a Fail? We've made so many. And, and my favorite part is that the people who started listening to our show, like they're all like sort of friends with each other now. Isn't that awesome? Like we've got our it, own little like family. We 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 caused shit to happen. I'm a proud mama. <laughs> How many other podcasts are in the Made a Fail oh, family? At the moment, one other one. Um, yeah, it's just Anglophies right now, which but, is like uh, Made a Fail but European. <laughs> And and they're smarter than us. Well, one European, one American, one Canadian. I... Okay, fine. Multinational made a fail. <laughs> so, I know things. Who are all wonderful people? If you're not listening to to Anglophies, uh, they're way more professional than we are, and are really awesome people. So go listen to Anglophies. So it's sort of like getting two made a fails in a month. Mm. Only one has better hosts. <laughs> And the other one now has better hosts. Yes. <laughs> we in in the great made a fail tradition. We don't know what we're doing either. So, so that's good. So you've I've, already I've got, got a leg up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you had us to blaze the trail for you. I hope you can repeat our huge huge success and get all the <laughs> bitches and money you could hope for. I have plans, huh. for the money part at least. I've already got the bitches, you know. <laughs> but what I'd like to do actually is introduce you to, um, as, as we start, you know, transitioning over to the new era of Made a Fail, season two, as it were. Um, I want to start with Cleo because she's been here the longest. And most um, of the people came here from her. So yeah, I, I, I'm sitting here like, not that she really <laughs> needs an introduction, right? But there's still, like, the five people who listen to Made a Fail that don't know who Cleo Linda is. So for you five people, 
you and you. I'm sure tons of people who don't who don't know me will come in. I, <laughs> Emily, you know tons of people that I don't know. I'm sure I know a few in. folks, but you know what? The people who don't come in through you, they won't get to take a drink, and that's just sad. <laughs> I never quite understood how the I just drink anyway. I don't really know how that. If somebody comes, if somebody it. comes to us and they say, "Oh, we heard about you through Cleo Linda," we do a shot, and uh, I now have alcohol poisoning. It was it, it was because every single email that we read on air was like, uh, uh, "Heard uh, Cleo Linda," and I just started saying, "Take a shot one day," <laughs> right? and just sort kept of doing it. And I still I've said this story multiple times, but when I went to the the 2011 North American Discworld Con, was it Emily? Eleven, the one yes, that I was, was. at. Yes, it was. Um, that was awesome. One of one of my uh, room share board roommates was like, "Hey, are you Kevin from Made to Fail?" And I said yes, and she immediately responded with, "Take a shot." <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Isn't it weird to get recognized? Somebody did that to me at Magfest a few years ago. Say, say take a shot. No, no, just like no, it was completely not through Cleo. So he's, I guess Matt's one of the five, but anyway, yeah, it was really weird. Did it weird you out? It weirded me out. It's okay. Somebody once recognized me uh, at New York Comic Con from my comic mix picture, and, and I was like, what? And it was when it had just gone up, like, you know, a couple months ago. And he was like, hey! And I was like, oh my goodness. No, he's really nice. He was a Discworld fan, too, so... Um, we totally, but it was really we totally tangented. We were like introducing Cleo, and then we just sort of like spun out of control. Once again, just, in the proud made a fail tradition. Tangenting. I'm just a facilitator of connections <laughs> because nobody's ever recognized me. So, well, to be fair, you're just a purple me. avatar most of the time. Now not I have anymore. started posting selfies. I know. <laughs> I, yeah, there I, are I, lots of pictures of you now. <laughs> like, like three. I they. They are deceptively lumpy-looking pictures. I'm not happy, but, you know. But they are purple. You live with it. Unintentionally, they ended up being purple. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. But let's and talk about, so- like, your little corner of the internet, Cleo, and talk about what you do and your claim to fame. And I guess if you want, just go ahead and just start with movies in 15 minutes. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, 10 years ago... <laughs> And God bless, people still brought copies of that book to my signing at Dragon Con. Still got mine on my shelf. God bless. Uh, (laughs) Ten years ago, next year, so it was 2005. But that's not true, because then I'd be old. Yeah. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Uh, I published uh, movies in 15 minutes. The year before that, 2004, was when I had started writing them. I think the first one was Van Helsing. I know that Troy was one of the more popular ones. Explain the premise for the noobs, if you would, please. (laughs) See, I'm explaining something I hardly ever do anymore. That's the the awkward part. It doesn't matter. It's still still out there for, you know. It's timeless. It's timeless. (laughs) It's kind of a, a script format kind of thing. And it's just, you know quick sort of summaries of it it's like the funniest ones insofar as one's own work is funny, is when I just basically tell you exactly what happened. Like, Prometheus is hysterical if you just tell people what happened. That's all you have to do. Don't touch the thing! Touches the thing. (laughs) Touches all the things. Can I be terrible and tell one little tiny thing? Which is that I got to watch Prometheus with Cleo after 
Like, she wanted me to read the movie in 15 minutes, but I was like, I don't want to, wa- you know, read it until I watch it. And then we got to watch it together, and it was so ridiculous, and read the thing. We were so drinking fun. and eating giant <laughs> cookies, and we were in a hotel the room. giant cookies were amazing! And then we got the movie for free, because I talked to the hotel guy. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was... That was an occasion. Uh, that was fun. That was so much fun. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I will I will watch Prometheus with basically anybody because it's just. Aww. I love that. No, I don't mean like that. But like, I I love that. She movie. feels cheap now. <laughs> no, no, no. It was sort of Prometheus fun. Harlot. Pretty much. Prometheus Harlot is my new whole cover band, by the way. Very nice. Very nice. Anyway, but then sorry. you sort of graduated on to becoming uh, what has been known as the Twilight Blogger years. Yeah, we don't talk way. about that. Yes, we do. <laughs> I've, I've because it got us all our fans, Kevin. That was the high price you had to pay. You oh. had to have me talk about Twilight in order to get the. Uh... Oh, Dana didn't have to talk about Twilight. She just <laughs> continued to do so. Oh, shut up! It wouldn't go away. It was like a venereal disease. I think I've got it under control. It's cool. I haven't had any Twilight what's, outbreaks for a while. It's for your glaucoma. Yeah. What's that? What's that saying that glitter is the herpes of herpes crafting. of crafting? I'm just saying. Um, oh shit! He does glitter. Fuck you, Edward. You ruined my life for years. Your life. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the despair in your voice when you said that. Oh, it wasn't despair. That was not despair you were here. Incredulity. I had reporters calling me up each year before the next movie, <laughs> asking me to explain the plot to them, and I'm like, it's called Wikipedia. <laughs> oh my god. It's called read it your own goddamn self. <laughs> well, and I talked to some very nice people, and, you know, I, I had some really interesting interviews, but there were a few reporters who would call up, and I'd be sitting there for, like, literally half an hour, pacing around on my deck, being like, okay, no, no, she is just still a baby. No, it's right when he delivers her that he looks into her eyes. No, it's the werewolf kid. No, no, the vampire's her dad. No, no. And I'd be pacing around explaining this to people. And, and that was my life. For about mm, four, four years, four or five years, you know that that was the thing. I recapped the books and the movies, movies fifteen minutes in there. Um, I did Secret Life of Dolls for a while. Which one? I'm is? trying to get. Which was um, the Adventures of My Dolls. It's not as crazy as it sounds. It's actually it's really exactly cool. awesome. It's exactly as crazy as it sounds. Uh, it started off with my Lord of the Rings dolls, and then I got two Twilight figures, and at least two Twilight dolls. And you made Bella Swan sympathetic, and I'm not sure how you managed that. Only one of them, though. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, only one of the Bellas. This is your life. <laughs> yes, I love and it. I, have, I love it. I have Serafina and Lyra and Anna Valerius and... Faramir one, Faramir two. Two Faramirs, that's right. Legolas, two Arwens, two Aragorns, one Galadriel, a couple Elowins, one of them's dead. Uh, Spoiler alert. (laughs) Uh, My Little Pony Ranch. (laughs) Watched over by little Edward Dolan. Farming all those goddamn horses. (laughs) The, The littlest... The littlest Edward, yeah. The littlest um, Edward. 
listener. Uh, and Clarice the sheep. Oh, Clarice the sheep. Um, here's the thing. I, I keep trying to bring this back, but I don't have a place to take the pictures the way I used to. And people don't want it without the pictures. So I'm desperately trying to like clean and reorganize so I have a place to take these pictures. And the thing is, um, I left it on a cliffhanger because, of course, I did. Um, and I'm just going to have to explain that, like, doll time, play time, it's like it's a place in your heart. You just pick up. Like, it's, it's You can not, always pick up where you left off. And, and no time. I mean, that's how kids are. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it, I'm, I tried to approach it with kind of the kid logic of like, oh, well, then we'll just use a, you know, you need a car. We'll just use a box for that. You know, you just make up stuff as you go along. Oh, well, their house is a shelf, you know, okay. So, oh, okay, it's the same Christmas four years later. Sure. Yeah. Last time on The Secret Life of Dolls. Previously on, you know, so Clarice the Sheep had a gift bag, right? Mm-hmm. My hand to God, there was a thing in that gift bag. And when I actually open it in the story, no one will believe that it was in there the whole time, but I swear to you it was. And for four, uh, years. <laughs> for four years. It's still in there, I'm pretty sure, wherever I put it. So yeah. <laughs> Okay. So I'm I'm hoping to get back to that. Because I have like new characters to bring in. I never actually properly introduced Alice, who I wanted for years. And has stood on my desk for like three years now. I'm trying to get a Katniss. I really want a Katniss. Aww. A Tonner Katniss. I really, I really want one. They so look I'm, really nice. I like those. I want I'm, one I'm having to look for that. So uh, currently, I'm trying to catch up on my Hannibal recaps. And that's what, what cleansed the, uh, the taint of Twilight, if you will. <laughs> oh, you finally, you finally got over the Twilight, Twilight thing. I don't Dana. think you want to be cleansing your palate. <laughs> or your cannibal. Oh my god. I mean, we're using the food puns, so I mean, we're already going the right direction, but... Well, you know, eventually we'd get there. I just didn't want to be that crude, you perverts. I'm a lady. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Kevin, I can feel the epic side-eye coming all the way from Illinois. So... So I'm about to pick back up with those because uh went to Dragon Con for some and we'll we'll talk about that more later probably. Um I did a couple of panels related to Hannibal panables, if you will, while I was there. I, I can't call them that because technically <laughs> that's the official show. Like they do panables. That's what? their official That's a thing. They do panables. Yo, so I saw I, two episodes of that show and let me tell you, you guys are really weird. <laughs> the yeah. fandom. I love you. Outweirded yeah. Dana. Yeah. You won the Dana Prize. You Did finally they... outweirded Dana. What are they? Shower of confetti. I don't know. It's 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 the powdered sparkle po- uh, pyre prize. <laughs> <laughs> Shower of confetti. Uh, but yeah, and I'm about to start um, recapping Twin Peaks, kind of alternating that because they are bringing the show back on Showtime in 2016. My friend is Sterling so is going, excited about that. My friend Sterling is going to lose his shit about that. I'm going to point him right to your thing. I have watched the series through twice now. I have watched it, and um, I'll probably end up having to watch it at least a good once or twice, you know, each episode all the way through. But I thought, you know, since we've got a whole more than a year for people to catch up, wouldn't it be great to kind of walk people through that? 
and I don't have a schedule for it. I'm I'm fully prepared to take the entire year to do it because it's like they people number it like three different ways, but it's like thirty four hours of television. Would basically, it be a fire walk with you. Possibly. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll give you that one. Okay. You know, I'll give it to you. I was reaching to, to be honest with you. I'll give it to you. Um, but yes, I'm about to do that. And we've got some more um, eyeshadow projects coming up with Aromaly that we did the Hannibal eyeshadow. Or that I helped do the Hannibal eyeshadow with. Um, How did that come about, by the way? I never really heard the origin story. Yeah. Um, well, I became friendly with um, Freddie, who runs the Tattle Crime Tumblr you know, blog. And so she's kind of the official, unofficial Freddie the Reporter role player, you know, and so um, she and I were talking, and we were talking about eyeshadow, and I said, oh, you've got to go to this, you know, Romilly site, this is where I get all my eyeshadow from, and so she was like, wouldn't it be great if she would make Hannibal eyeshadow, and she just rolled up to her on Twitter and was like, hey, would you make us a thing? I was like, oh my god, what are you doing? (laughs) So... Within, I had never, I don't think I'd ever personally spoken to Kristen before. That was the thing. I'd been a customer for like six years or something, but had never actually had a, a reason to, you know, not be shy or whatever. So within 24 hours, she had formulated a Ravenstag color and put it on the site to buy. Like that's Yo, how fast rad. she is. So it's this beautiful, you know, raven feather colored, you know, deal. And so the next week she put out Tadler for Freddie. And so I said, well, you know, if you're able to do this on the spot that quickly, would you like to try to do one each week? And we put it out the day that the show airs that night, you know, on Friday. And like, it becomes this kind of thing where it's like, oh, what are we doing this week? I'm, I'm excited for it, you know? So that's how we ended up doing that. And she hadn't watched the show before that. She was just really interested in the Raven Feather idea. So she had mentioned watching Dexter, I think, at some point. I went, okay, she's going to be okay with this. It's going to be fine. She'll, she'll do just fine with this. So she ended up catching up on the first season, watching the show, loved the show. So we ended up doing, I think, 30 colors. We originally were only going to do 20. So she got really into it, did these 30 fantastic colors. And so I took um, tons of samples. She gave me a ton of stuff to go give away at Dragon Con. So that's, I was going to say, that's what we raffled off. We didn't raffle it. Raffles are illegal in Georgia. Get out. We, it's true. We, yeah. I, I think technically it's if you pay money and to be in the raffle. That's oh, is it kind illegal. of a gamble? Yeah. It's, Aww, it's considered that's, gambling. That's it's no fun. So it was a numbered giveaway. That, But that, that was a lot of what I, I gave away. We had all this fantastic eyeshadow. So, um, I mean, theoretically, I guess we'd be doing some more for season three, but I'm working with her on some uh, other stuff. And she does all the work. She's the one who's going to come down with Sparkle Lung because she's the one formulating it over in South Carolina. (laughs) She's the one getting her hands glittery. I just contribute, like, ideas, and I'm her sounding board, and I find her pretty pictures. Like I, There's a lot to be said about a good pitch, man. You know, and I'm... I, I discovered a small latent talent for it. So we just have fun. And uh, she's got, what is she? Um, she just put out a collection, I want to say today. It's um, Soul Invictus. It's for Saturnalia 
for the holiday collection. So it's basically like a Roman themed cool. holiday collection, and it's sparkly as hell. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that ought to catch everybody up to speed with all of the many things I flit in and out of. Wait, does that mean it's my turn? <laughs> I was like dun, waiting dun, for the, dun, the uncomfortable uh-huh. silence to pass, but okay. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know where to go yeah. with it. But yeah, let's. Uh, I, I just sort of locked up. Like I, I've been in producer mode, but I, I haven't like spoken in about a full minute, so it locks up my brain. It's cool. <laughs> we we can do the uncomfortable silence for a while if you want, or I could just jump in. And, you know, it's, no, called, let's, it's uh, called the last seventy four episodes of Made a Fail. We're yeah, good. Right. <laughs> just play the girl from Ebenema for like three bars. <laughs> just. <laughs> If Devin actually does that, I'm going to give him a raise. <laughs> but, um, he will so now. Anyway, um, so let's talk wait, about so- you, Emily, and and your your little corner of the internet and and geek fandom and all that stuff and what you do. Awesome. Well, before I do that, actually, I wanted to say a couple things about Cleo, my lovely new co-host. So I have to say, a we just Cleo- talked about me. I know, but now I get to talk about it. <laughs> There's not, like, a limit on you, you know. <laughs> well, as Kevin says, now I'm, I get to be a co-boss now, so I, we can do whatever we want, um, within reason. So, anyway, no, I, I had to say, though, you know how you were like, oh, everybody calls me up to know what the plot of Twilight is? It's because you sell it so well. It's because it's way more fun to listen to you than read the book. So, yes. I, I have to say, it's Cleo's fault that I like Hannibal now. She got me into it, so that's I blame you. And the eyeshadows, which, by the way, are awesome. And also, Cleo, you forgot one, because one of my favorite little things that you've done, Varney the Vampire. <laughs> I wanted to go back to that. I was Aww. recapping. Varney the Vampire is yet another thing where you basically just describe what happens, because it's like a million words. I'm not even making this up. It's like... I can't remember how many hundreds of chapters. It's a serial written in like the 1840s, 50s, 60s. I can't even entirely remember. And because it was one of those, you know, paid by the word kind of numbers, it's endlessly repetitive and just hilariously just back and forth. Like there's an entire chapter about somebody forgot the matches and they're, they're going you know, spelunking in a tomb looking for their ancestor, who's probably a vampire, they're not sure, and they can't find the matches, and they argue about the matches for, like, five paragraphs, and finally a guy realizes he's had them in his pocket the whole time. And I, like, about threw my computer out the window. I was like, are you shitting me? So this is definitely one of those I will read it so you don't have to kind of things, if I can get back to that. Like, people said, no, well, you stopped for a while. So I tried to read it and see what happened, and I couldn't. (laughs) But the parts you did were so much fun. I mean, I don't know if I'd want to read it myself, but the recaps were a lot of fun. (laughs) I I read halfway through the entire serial, so I've read ahead. And there was a point when I was just like, I'm weary. I I don't know how much longer I I can do this. Um... You do make it sound as charmingly wackadoo as Sleepy Hollow. You know, that's a good comparison. Charmingly <laughs> wackadoo is the greatest thing I've heard all day. Well, have you watched Sleepy Hollow? That's the best description for it. Nope. 
Okay, look, like the first episode, the headless horseman is like riding around with an AK forty seven that he picked up from one of the cops. Like it's it's that kind of show. Benjamin Franklin Stein. Yes. Yeah. I saw half an episode and I was like, what is even going on here? Every it was single like the time season or something. Hang on, I have to I have to get side corroboration here. Every single time you I'm watching Sleepy Hollow and you ask me what's on happening on the screen right now, what is your reaction? Are you kidding me? That's exactly the reaction. <laughs> well, that's pretty fantastic. George um, Washington. It's fucking ridiculous. It doesn't make nothing in that show makes sense. It makes sense in context. Unfortunately, there is really no other context. I've never walked in on a scene that did not make me just shake my head and want to leave the room. <laughs> Dude, I have to concur. Kevin, I love George your wife. I just want you to know that. I, no, and I, I have to concur because I did it for like half an episode, and it none of it made sense to me. I had they were hiding in a basement, but they were clearly romantically involved, and I didn't know who anybody was. But it was Ichabod, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Charmingly wackadoo, unfrozen. Uh-huh. I think we have I, we don't we have a friggin' title for the show now. <laughs> episode seventy five, charmingly wackadoo. I'm I'm writing this down. Well, yeah, Ichabod Crane is kind of unfrozen caveman lawyer, and <laughs> who is that's surprisingly so liberal for the 1700s. That's the best part. Oh. Who is then put with a a young deputy sheriff who has a troubled past of her own and an estranged sister, and a mentor sheriff who is promptly decapitated by the headless horseman. It, oh, it's filled I, with such yeah. wonderful things as. No, no, no. I understand. You don't have to explain homosexuality to me, but tell me why they're wearing hats indoors. <laughs> that that well, happened. And, and isn't the sheriff... Wait, okay, maybe I'm... I can't remember, but is it um, Clancy Brown, the original Clancy sheriff? Brown. Yeah, who's amazing. He's, he's great on Spongebob. <laughs> he's a great voice actor. No, he's a great voice actor. He is. He's an amazing voice actor who also is on TV, so... Um, but anyway, so so about me, I don't know. <laughs> Let's Speaking of charmingly wackadoo. Let's, hey! <laughs> I'll take it, it's cool, I don't mind. Um, so yeah, I, by the way, uh, I don't have an awesome uh, nom de plume like Cleo does, but I'm Forest House on Twitter, so some people might know me from that and not know my real name, you never know. But um, yeah, so let's see, claims to fame... Well, I uh, co-founded a convention, uh, the North American Discworld Convention, which uh, we did in 2009 and 2011 when I... I attended that one. Yes! It was fun. <laughs> and, uh, and Kevin and I got to meet face-to-face in person, and I was super tired, sorry, and crazy. Um, <laughs> That's fine. I got you breakfast. Yes, you did. You're awesome. <laughs> um, but but so I, uh, I, I worked on those, and... For the first one, I was the vice chair uh, and the web designer and social media person and uh, also the programming person until the actual... I did all the pre-con preparation and setup and everything for programming and I scheduled everything and all that kind of stuff. And that was exciting! And um, and, uh, that, uh, that went really well and... I had such a good time, and I was so tired afterwards. But it was amazing, and Terry loved it, and it was so much fun. So we did it again in 2011, and I ended up uh, sharing it, not from the beginning, but I did end up sharing it, and I was also the guest liaison co-coordinator, and 
and basically I like to wear as many hats as possible and then go crazy. Um, I don't know what I that's do. like at all. No, I'm sure you don't. At least she finishes her projects, Kevin. Oh. Right? right? Hey, is it cooler in the shade? <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that was fun. And then in 2013, they did it again. But in that at that point, I had retired to be a spectator fan. And it was so amazing to just go around the con and, and look at all the pretty things and see all the people in costume and not have many responsibilities at all. But But the first two were also amazing. So I did that. And uh, hopefully there will be another one of those at some point. We'll see. Um, but then I also, speaking of conventions, so I've helped out with a few other conventions. I was a guest of honor liaison, or yeah, a guest of honor liaison at Balticon, and I worked at Capclave, which is the local um, literary convention in the D.C. area. But then I also was the program coordinator for AwesomeCon D.C., this past year that happened in uh, Washington, D.C., and it was amazing. It was even, dare I say it, awesome. And we had like 30,000-plus people, so I did all the programming for that, and that was a ton of fun. Um, Let's see. So on the internets, uh, besides being Forest House, I also, for a while... I kind of have let it drop a little bit. I, I'd like to get back to it. Like Laura, like Cleo, I'm I'm uh, I'm trying to get back to all my things. But I did something called Ask Deadpool, and uh, I was probably the first Deadpool uh, fan fan Deadpool role playing poser, whatever you want to call it, on the internet before the official Twitter account from Marvel and all of that. And I had this site on LiveJournal where, um, you know, people would just ask Deadpool questions and I would answer. And then I moved it over to Twitter mainly because uh, LiveJournal kind of was dying down, sadly. And so I'm still it's there on me. Twitter. No, it's, yeah. It's just me and Crickets and George R. R. Martin at this point. It's the last place you can guarantee anonymity on the internet. Winter has come. Winter has already come. That's all that's left. Hey, it's still huge in Russia. I like it. <laughs> Where it's very cold, so they're okay. They can survive the winter. Um, <laughs> terrible, sorry. I so, can't. Um, oh. so, um, so yeah, so Ask Deadpool still around on Twitter, and I do that and mess around. It's Ask underscore Deadpool. So um, I am still at least one of the many Deadpools now, because everybody else is doing it too. But uh, anyway, so after I started doing that, I got uh, work with, uh, comicmix.com, which is a website that does like, you know, pop culture stuff, mostly focused around comics and con culture and fan culture and all that kind of stuff. So I have a weekly column there for the last um, almost three years or so. And uh, except I miss occasionally, but you know, usually I'm there. So I like to do all kinds of things. I cover interviews with um, actors and voice actors and writers and artists and whoever else is, you know, at a con or somewhere else that I feel is an awesome person and I want to interview, and they say yes. So Is that how you got to be friends with Rob Paulson? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, actually, no. yes and no. Um, so I'm a member of the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., because, believe it or not, I went to school for journalism. It, it was very exciting. Uh, at a very nice journalism school, Indiana University. Woo! And uh, Rob, um, I had met him at Dragon Con a few years ago, and then I don't... I started listening to his podcast. He has this great podcast, by the way, not to not to take away from these wonderful listeners, but uh, also listen to Talkin' Tunes by Rob Paulson, which is on iTunes. And uh, We can share. We are a non-monogamous podcast. That's right. We can all have fun together. 
Um, <laughs> so, <Nice>. so, <laughs> and gentlemen, <laughs> listeners. Oh, so, um, so oh he had suggested. <laughs> oh, so he had suggested his podcast, and when I listened to it, he was like, "Oh, I love to travel around and you know do appearances." So I basically just kind of Twitter asked him, hey, do you still do that? Do you want to come to the press club sometime? And he was like, yay, that sounds like awesomeness. And so he came to the National Press Club and did an amazing night with Rob Paulson. You know, like uh, he calls it tons of laughs and autographs, and it really is. And uh, then he did a private voice acting class the next day that was amazing because you got to watch him work. And this guy is a total, he's an artist. He's a real voice actor artist. So so that was really fun. And uh that's how I became friends with Rob Paulson. But then I, you know, I, I interviewed him for Comic Mix and see him at cons. Not enough. He's, I, I heart that man. But, um, yeah, so, so I write for Comic Mix and have had a lot of cool people that I interviewed, including at this past Dragon Con, I got to talk to Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, for the last 27, I think, years, 20-something years. Um, so that was, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. So I do that every week, and then, um, let's see. Oh, I also, um, and who knows when, if and when this might come back, but I also had some comics come out, web comics come out on um, Reels Channel, the Reels Channel website, and then after that MTV Splash page, where um, I, don't, I don't draw, well, I, I can draw basic stuff, but I don't really draw, draw. And so there's an artist named Mark Buhltich that works with me, and he, uh, he would illustrate my little scripts and so we got several of them running on splash page and that was a lot of fun and now I'm working on some stuff that I'm not quite ready to talk about yet because who knows if you talk it might jinx it and you never get it done but there might be another kind of webcomic-y thing in the future and that would be good so that's yeah that's me Emily question <laughs> when yeah. do you have time to breathe you know, sometimes I have How to do put you a little, have... you know, <laughs> I, I store an inhaler. <laughs> I can't understand you type A people that do everything all the time because I'm chronically lazy and just, ah. <laughs> well, I do it See. in rounds. I mean, I'm not doing all of it all the time. I mean, and I also have a full-time job as a, as a non-internet lawyer, a real lawyer. But <laughs> How do you, are you three people? Do you? I, I, I don't I, know. Maybe I, I just three people in my head. <laughs> I can't. I can't grok it. Probably just because I have a stress disorder and I can't handle like See. stuff. But you're the one. With I am a little, a little crazy. I know. I'm a little crazy. Well, I, I, I appreciated George's description of me when we met for the first time in person. Like was, a hummingbird. <laughs> if you stop moving, no, you're actually you're kind of like a shark. If you stop moving, you'll die. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Oh man, it is true that sometimes I actually do sit in one place and read books quietly for hours. And you know, I made a something that I wrote about on Comic Mix a couple months or so ago is that I did a um a how to make a Deadpool clay figure that looks like a Scotty Young um Deadpool clay figure. Scotty Young is a great comics artist who has a very unusual, interesting style, and he does these little baby X Men like Phoebe or baby X Men. So he did a great one of Deadpool, like, leaning up against the wall with all these darts around, like, rubber darts around him, and one in the middle of his head, and a little speech bubble with the kind of, um, the, what are they called, pictograms, where it said, screw you, and it was so funny. So I did, um, I did a little tutorial of how to make 
the screw you Deadpool and uh, unfortunately forgot to take as many pictures towards the end. But it took me something like 10 hours and I sat there and sat there for 10 hours and did it because I, I do actually sit down and do stuff sometimes. <laughs> Am I the only one who thought a screw you Deadpool sounds like a really bad sex toy to have? <laughs> I'm probably well, I mean, the only one. Now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> and we're moving on. <laughs> Aren't you going to miss me? Yes. Always. Anyway, so that's so that's pretty much me. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, she's I, the uh, professional of the two of us. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, just now realized that the not finishing things was a crack at Kevin and not me. Because I was like, right? I, I even never said Kevin! I, I know, but it took me a minute because I was like, yeah, I don't ever finish anything. Dude, there are lots <laughs> of things I didn't, I haven't finished. I have a short story that's 98.9% written and the last like paragraph has been sitting around needing polishing for probably like, I don't know, four months, five months. So... <laughs> there are things I don't finish too. Don't feel like uh, I'm the only one who actually is around here getting things done because I'm not. I never got a book published. <laughs> so there's that. But anyway. I don't know what I've done with my life. I'm sitting here like comparing myself to you, to you guys and I'm just like, I have nothing to show for anything. Oh! What? This you started a, a wonderful podcast that oh, yeah. has... Well, that doesn't... I, I don't know. I mean, it's not something that I can put on a shelf and display to people. Have you heard it's of something you can put on. It's something you can put on a resume, yeah, and I have. I... You burn it to CD, you can. <laughs> we can. We can make you a little trophy, because you should. You should have something to put on the shelf. Well, I will, can I say, okay, so I this do, is, I, I want to... I, I do actually have, real quick, uh, our house artist, Benjamin, uh, he, when he did the 6th anniversary Made a Fail thing, he sent me the uh, the artwork for it, and that's up on my wall right now. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. He, it, doesn't he like send you a whole bunch of stuff? So. <laughs> Well, oh, I, I, wait, I wait like, till I, I. Hopefully, by the time this episode goes up, the new banner will be up on the site. Kevin, get on that. <laughs> That'd but be exciting. It, he 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 does all the artwork for for Made a Fail just for fun because he loves us so much, and we think that's fantastic. And please keep doing it for free because we can't pay you, and we love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to say something about Made a Fail because uh, Dana, you're on you it. Know, well, and because <laughs> Dana's saying you know it's not it's not the same kind of thing, but it's it's. It's so big that in some ways it's bigger than some of the things we may have done because, Ladies. like, so, yeah, <laughs> but not that much. Oh, sorry. Hey. <laughs> so, so, no, but I mean, I, now I actually found the site through Cleo as well, if I recall correctly. A long, Take a long shot. Time ago. I have taken many shots. So. <laughs> I wish I could. Sometimes I was with her. <laughs> yes, you were. And it was always fun. But, um, but you know, I, I have listened to. I'm a little behind on the current ones, but I listened to every episode from one through somewhere in the. Oh 50s God! You or listened something. to episode one. Why? I did. I went. I back did and too. Listened to that. Oh my God! Did, that I... was so embarrassing. It's like our baby pictures. Yeah, but now we're experts in you know the whole history of the thing, and it's important to know all about what you're taking over. But no, I went back and I, I listened to all of them. Like when when Cleo said she was on the episode, I think it was seven, right, Cleo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I yeah, so I went back and I listened to all the ones before that and then they were so much fun. I kept listening and I went through and uh, you know, I've listened to probably like 75 to 80 something percent of of this podcast. 
And you guys have been my podcasty friends for years, and then my real life friends, and there are people like you said, it's like a family, and it's like so much fun. And everybody who I have interacted with through Made of Fail is infinitely cool and infinitely nice, and just such wonderful people. So when you say you don't have something to put on the wall, you really do. I, you do. You know, I'm really bad at taking compliments. You know? I don't care. I'll give them anyway. <laughs> Dana, what you say is thank you. I know. Yes. Thank you. I just... <laughs> and then you say, where's my trophy? <laughs> so I can put it up uh, on a shelf. Be, uh, <laughs> but but I, I, I love this podcast, and I'm so... Uh, it was so nice of you guys to ask me to be one of the people to take it over, and I have no idea what's going to happen, but we hope to do it justice, and that could mean a lot of things, given this podcast. <laughs> I, I Stay hope tuned somebody's... for episode 76, which is going to be completely different than anything else you've ever heard before. I, I really <laughs> hope at know. least one of you keeps alive the tradition of, you know, that that's what she said, Dana Signal. Now, and I, I hope that that you doesn't get to. happen. So, <laughs> not up to you, I will, Kevin. I will keep it alive because I I beat you to it half the time. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure between the two of us, we can manage to uphold a few traditions, hopefully. And uh, and if we're and if we're you know not doing it, you can just poke us metaphorically. Lose my charming crudeness. Oh, <laughs> well, what well, I've always my crudeness. <laughs> What I've always liked about the show is the garage band feel of it. Like, just kind of jamming the garage and just having a really interesting conversation about something. I've just always really liked that. Yeah, we were never really like a review show or anything like that. So we kind of like stayed away from that niche. I really wish I still had that text message. That original text message where I was bored at work and I said, hey... You want to do a podcast? And you were like, what? Why? <laughs> I thought my friend my friend Bruce was doing a podcast at the time, and I really loved his, and I was afraid I was going to end up ripping it off. <laughs> nope. His died a long time but, ago. You know, I'll say what's what's really fun is that you guys started the podcast because you just you were like, hey, let's do this thing. And Cleo did the movies in 15 minutes. Before she got a book, she just did it online for fun and everything, and that's how the Discworld conventions happened, was like, hey, let's do this thing. People want to go. I want to go. And Nerd so wins I think- for fun and profit. Some cases less profit than others. <laughs> always <laughs> start much. a thing. It's start always, a thing. It's, it's, uh, that, I think that's one reason we all get along, you know? <laughs> well, and it was like Freddie going up to Kristen and being like, will you make us a thing? And like, just not even premeditated at all. And I think there's something to be said for that kind of idea of just following your bliss. I mean, obviously you also have to follow a paycheck eventually, well, but there's yeah. <laughs> that chutzpah that Emily has that I think a lot of people lack where she'll, she will just go up to somebody. Hey, want to make us a thing? And I'm just like, I, Emily, I think you lack a fear of failure. And I kind of admire I, I the shit filter. out of that. <laughs> what? But you know what? I, I said, I lack a filter. <laughs> But, but you, you, you also aren't afraid to take chances because what if it works? And no, you know, you always mean, you always focus on what if it works instead of what if it doesn't work. Like you know, my crippling anxiety, and and I really kind of look up to you for that. Oh well, I appreciate it, and I'll tell you, uh, most of the time it's just because I'm too dumb to think of the other part. <laughs> 
I'm just like, I'm so excited about this idea. How could other people not want to do it? I don't get it. Let's, That's let's contagious, go. though. I love that, <laughs> that when people are excited about things and yeah. they have that whole, like, fire inside them, like, I'm going to do this thing. It's going to be really cool and exciting. And you, you just sort of get swept up in it, you know? I, I like it. I think when you get swept up in something like that, you're very much thinking about, in the moment, I'm doing this because I'm really excited about it. You're not necessarily thinking about the reception of it eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's something to be said for just kind of living in the moment that way and doing something. I, I came home from Van Helsing. I was just like, I was going to write up a little snippet of dialogue. Like, one of the scenes in the Movies in 15 Minutes thing was originally, I was just going to throw it out there as a non sequitur on my journal. And I ended up doing the entire movie. And I think the whole thing took me like five hours. And I just threw it up there and was like, hey, you know, and I don't think there was even any context or explanation. And people really liked it. And so then I did another one. And it wasn't like, let me sit down and plan my brand and how I will leverage my brand into a publish. It wasn't like that, you know? And I think any time I've tried to sit down and plot something. God, how long did you way. agonize over the Avengers in 15 minutes? <laughs> Six weeks. Oh, my God. And I, yeah, I remember that period of time. Oh, I had about I say- a nervous oh. breakdown. Yeah, I mean, it was rough. It was, but, it you was know, rough. I just I just realized something because talking about movies in fifteen minutes again. Um, Cleo and I became friends. I, I found Cleo through movies in fifteen minutes on Live Journal through King Arthur, which was from two thousand four. Which means we've known each other for over ten years now. Holy crap! <laughs> Don't give it time to sink in. <laughs> I just no, I just I can't. Yeah, we're old. We're old. I can't I, believe it though. It's crazy. But that's how I going. found you. Was I? I <laughs> like I. I'm a huge King Arthur fan of the of the genre of King Arthur writings, etc. And so when I saw the movie, and I was like, "What the shit is this?" Like a lot. Of it, I mean, a lot of it was crazy. And then I found the movies in 15 minutes when I was searching for some history of why they did it the way they did it, or something like that. And then I commented on it, and like you know, we weren't like instant friends that would be weird but after that we were like you know i was on your journal sometimes live journal friends for a long time what kind of moron makes friends over live journal right kevin yeah what the hell yeah i like your icon by the way (laughs) (laughs) and i think i ended up on the show because kevin didn't you like read something i wrote about the dark knight episode on the show episode well that's not that's not why uh, I asked you. I've I had actually had been a fan of yours for a while before that. Do you not um, remember how awkward he was on episode seven, where he was freaking out about having you on the whole like, time? Oh no, well, yeah. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and Dana was like, not even there, but was like, Boop. no, I was there for the second half because I had moved. Yeah, I and I didn't. And I was say like, I don't know who the hell like, you are, lady. <laughs> and I didn't know who you were, so I was like, okay. hey, hey. Oh my god, so funny! But you were you were saying uh, something? I'm sorry. No, I was just saying that I was I had been a fan for uh, a little while before that. You know, reading the movies in 15 minutes and stuff like that. And then it really wasn't until I saw that uh, you had done somebody else's podcast, and I was like, oh, well, if you enjoyed that, um, how we recommend about something else, like an Amazon algorithm? And you were like, okay, sure, what the hell, why not? If this is the kind of thing you like, you will like this kind of thing. 
Well, it's yet another example of just asking somebody that you, you know, thought, you know, would be great to do something to do something. And then well, yeah, saying, the worst you could have done was say no. Exactly. I mean, I mean, even you just ignoring the question wouldn't have been wouldn't wouldn't have been all, all that bad. So all, all the worst you could have done was say no. And, and then it would have been like, you know what? At least I asked. Can I tell I a asked, really sad story yes, and- about about okay. Some, uh, a made a fail that never was, and I don't think I've ever said anything about this on the show to the fans. <gasps> oh no! We were about a hair's breadth away from having Amber Benson on the show. Do you remember that, Kevin? Where she oh, had initially yeah. said yes. Facebook and then, problems. And then Andy Hallett died, and I didn't want to ever oh. nag her. And, and we never, bu- we never bugged her about it after that. And I felt so oh, wow. bad. <laughs> like, I, I was like, this is the last thing. Like, you know, like, we, we had an episode, like, we almost had a date, and I was just like, I would have lost my shit entirely because I was still no good with celebrities back then. And Amber Benson was Tara on Buffy, and I loved her so, 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 so much. And I think she's gorgeous, and I totally have a crush on her. <clears throat> oh, my God. I would that that's like That's like getting Will Wheaton for me only like wow. girl side <laughs> I, I would have i would have been this stuttering awful nervous wreck and i'm so sorry that we never managed to make it happen for you guys <laughs> that's like that's oh, this is like way long long ago too i mean it was when andy well, Hallett died so yeah, he died in 2009 yeah. so so we right? had just yeah. Uh, yeah. That was so sad. We'd though. only been doing it for a year so i i It was kind of on the tail end of me saying, "Oh, hey, i asked Cleo just ran, uh, just uh, and she said yes. Why don't I ask? Why don't I ask Amber Benson? She just mentioned something about podcasts, and I and then it was like, you know what? Boom! Right there. Oh, oh my god! Oh. Do Do you remember texting me and like I freaked the whole like? Oh no no no! Because I saw it on Twitter, and 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 I was like just sort of like I, no, I don't want to say completely you, I losing you and my said, shit. Hey, check Twitter. Yeah, I don't want to say completely <laughs> losing my shit, but there was some definite anal leakage there. <laughs> Turn. <laughs> this is what we're gonna miss when you go. No, you won't. <laughs> no, no, nobody will. No, no, nobody's going to miss that. But yeah, I, I uh, but what thought am I... about that years. Wow. I know, right? Oh, I thought about it. Believe me, when I'm sitting around counting up the things that I fucked up in my life. Well, Bad. that's not really a thing. Of, I know of anybody I know. fucking that up. It was just a timing issue. I know, I know, yeah. I know. But I, I well, like how you made a fail has sort of made me a little bit more comfortable around like people. Well, yeah, well, no, because I still have a horrible, crippling social anxiety disorder that's been getting progressively worse over the years. But that's beside the point. But I'm saying I did eventually get to a point where I could be around celebrities and able to actually have like a face to face conversation with them if I so chose. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I made friends with a couple of comic book creators, and I would never have in my life thought that I would be capable of doing that. And yeah, you guys had uh, what Sterling Gates and J.K. Woodward and yep. people, right, on the yep. show. That was great. And they, I am very very proud to be able to call them my friends. They are awesome people. They Especially are. Sterling, who puts up with my texts at like you know two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and you got the Rossi only one on the awake, show? huh? And Matt you got Rossi, Rossi from Wow Insider. Mm-hmm. I, I think he'd sort of cringe a little bit at, at calling him a celebrity, though. 
these people. Yeah, but cool, cool people that you might admire, you know, etc. Yeah, so. cool. Yeah, well, this shit, I was reading Matt's tweets for like a few months, and I just kept thinking to myself, I, I'm gonna have to be friends with this guy someday. He likes everything that I like, all this obscure shit. He likes the movie Crossroads, Ralph Macchio, not Britney Spears, by the way. He's actually <laughs> heard of that. Oh. Where, 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 you know, Ralph Macchio tries to learn the blues, and he's a classical guitarist, and he goes down to the crossroads. To, you know, like, it, it's a whole Robert Johnson fable thing. It's really good. <laughs> and, it's like, me and my dad would watch that. And I was like, I haven't even thought about Crossroads in years, and I have it on DVD, and I was like, holy shit. Like, Steve Vai's in it. Oh, man. <laughs> it's just really cool. It just, just to find out that you have so much in common with people. I mean, hell, oh, I think I, I started. I, I think I started being friends with Sterling just because of our shared love for Nightmare on Elm Street. That's what it was. Yeah. In fact, we the first time we had him on was the Nightmare on Elm Street episode. Yeah, it wasn't even about comics. It was like you know, super fan of of Nightmare. Yeah. That was fun. I like that one, even though I'm not a huge horror genre fan. I know Dana. I know. <laughs> but I did. Wa- I do watch Hannibal, and I did watch Dexter and stuff. So I'm a fan of some things, I guess. I Hannibal know. freaked me out. I'm sorry. I got to the mushroom <laughs> episode, and I was like, nope, <laughs> done. Oh, that one is no, nope. nope. Oh, and there was the That's one like what two episodes the- in. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, second like episode. There's episodes. no shame yeah. in noping out on the mushrooms. Oh, yeah, man. no, that, that, that episode was so freaky. And then there was one night when I had watched like five in a row because Cleo was talking about, like, oh my god, you have to get to the end of the season or whatever, because this was season one. And I was watching it at like one or two in the morning on a weekend, and I'm sitting like in a little ball with my feet up because it's freaking me out and I'm still watching it on my computer and then she's like um, she's like where are you and I told her and she's like oh wait till you get to the next episode and can I tiny spoil whatever the next episode is the one with the person under the bed yeah <laughs> Hannibal, right before I was gonna go to sleep I was like oh my god Hannibal is the kind of show that makes you ashamed of being hungry oh, <laughs> But she will be. That's the best part. Oh, God, I know. I couldn't, I couldn't eat while I was watching it for the first, like, three, four episodes. And then I was like, you know, I'm fairly busy occasionally. So I'm like, oh, screw it. And I was like, just Chicken like, nuggets, whatever. Oh, my God. Right. So I'm, like, eating during the show. And then that one dessert, the gelatin dessert. I the still grapes. Dessert, yeah. The great gelatin dessert. Oh, my God. And it, it's people. It's all people. I can't. I feel bad about my my life choices and myself and everything for even wanting well, to... You look at your life, you look at your choices. <laughs> and you it's go, late. it might not be people. You never know. <laughs> what? But it always what? is. <laughs> What's so interesting about this in terms of um, the show, the the podcast, is that, you know, we, we joke about, about Kevin, you know, the first time I, I was on, but like, honestly, that's one of the reasons I was not the least bit nervous because I was like, I am the least nervous person involved in this. And I then the show failed. The recording broke. That's, that's oh, right. God. Yeah, that was that episode. And I sat there Googling how to fix it, and it was. You, in. you are our guest and also you our tech support. You were so embarrassed, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I was you like, oh god, she's mortified. never going to be on the show again. Uh, this is a, this is a made of fail story I did not know about. This is good. You oh, yeah, really? Because I tell it every today. single time. No, I, I swear I didn't. I missed this one so, somehow. How many times have I told this story? 
So was it like you and Tessa and Adam, and I spent like a good hour or so playing Horrify the Twilight Noob with just the book, because the movie hadn't come out yet. This was over the summer. <laughs> the yeah. golden and era so- before the fucking movies. It was, it was, yeah. it was... It was the, a more innocent the- time. Vague generic vampire episode. This, this pre pre lapsarian world, and and so at the end, like it recorded, but I forget why how you couldn't. It was find like the file one second because at it a crashed. time or something. It, it, right. I hit stop and then it crashed. And I was like, "Go look in your cache," and I started googling how to find it. Oh and, and it, it turned in, out that it auto saved in like ten second chunks. Ten thousand eleven second chunks. Oh no! And you put it back together somehow. But, well, because you said, "Oh, by the way, I asked about this," and some, or, or you, you you looked at you looked at the um, the Audacity wiki, and they said, "Oh, if this happens, um, here's a tool that puts those together." And you were like, "Here, go look at this." And so I went and did the tool and put it together, and I was like, "Oh, thank God." We'll never sit through this again. We better recover this thing. And this look at us now. One of the many services provided by Cleolinda Industries. Tell the avocado story. Woo! Well, what? that's an Anglophies thing. I know it's it? an Anglophies thing, but it has now become like the go-to solution for multiple podcasts throughout, like you know, and also our world. Warcraft raid. I, I have not heard this story. Please share the avocado story with me. For the love of God, tell it. <laughs> a and matter of taste. A matter of taste does it too. It's mm-hmm. well, they do it because of that. Because, because of, of yeah, because of that. Like, so what? I'm trying it, to think what exactly as, happened. As far as I know, um, I believe it was it was Raiden who actually got the avocado. But they they their podcast um, the recording was fucking up, and so they decided they needed to make a sacrifice to the podcast gods, and and all Raiden had was this avocado, and and so she like knifed it, and the next thing you know, the podcast is working again. <laughs> and ever wow. since then, ever the since only times then, they've had the only times they've had uh, technical issues are when they forgot the avocado. Wow! And then like, they sacrifice one, and it works again. Like, yeah. I, I remember Theo, at a matter of taste, got on Twitter and was like, guys, I think we need an avocado sacrifice. And one of our followers stabbed an avocado and took a picture of it for them, and the recording started working. Oh, my God. So, I'm not saying it's some weird hoodoo thing, but it might be some weird hoodoo thing. It's this I think it's some weird transcendental um, inter-podcast ritualistic <laughs> sacrifice. It's possible that Anglophies called it into being. <laughs> and now but now it now it exists and now it's the thing where the the tech gods will now be appeased by the sacrifice of an avocado. For podcasts. Oh my god. Well, you know what? Fortunately, I like avocados, so I frequently have them around and tomorrow after my groceries get here, I'll have four. So <laughs> Well, there you go. Like You're them. on avocado detail. Uh, I know an avocado detail. It's cool. I don't I like them. them, so that's that's good. Nothing against you personally, podcast avocado. Please, please don't come after me. Don't don't hurt her. I love you, avocados. You can forever, you ever. can be in charge of of all sacrifices. I, I will. That'll... It's really kind of taken on a life of its own. I'm just waiting for the day that I hear like uh, I listen to an episode of like How It Gets Made or Night Vale or something, and <laughs> night they say, vale and the they po- say, can you can you imagine a Night Vale? <laughs> Avocado sacrifice. doing the sacrificial avocado on the ritualistic bloodstone circle that everybody has, you know, because you get a discount at uh, bloodstone circles over at Steve's house. Um, but it's just... 
I'm just waiting for the day that somebody, like, somebody actually internet famous will say, oh, don't forget to sacrifice the avocado. And I'm just going to go and point to the angle of these and and say, what did you do? (laughs) I'll tell you what, I'm going to tell Rob Paulson this story. Maybe he'll have to sacrifice an avocado. That is fucking amazing. (laughs) Do it, do it. Be the catalyst on this. (laughs) I will, I'll tell him this story. I'll have to, to, you know, uh, hopefully see him again at some point and and tell him this amazing story. But so here's an idea. Um, Why don't Lauren, or Cleo, um, Cleo, why don't you and Secret I... Identity! I know, I'm so terrible. I'm trying so hard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't give out my last name, but I've told people my name is Lauren. That's not a big I know, I know, oh, but I know, I know I'm, 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 I'm confused. My brain is too small to handle two names. Um, well, no, like, don't worry. That's a common thing. Like, I, I find it really hard to call people by their real names when I knew them as, like, an internet handle. Like, everybody in my Warcraft guild, like, I can't I can't call Kevin by his character name without, like, forcing it. Um, right. But, like, my, my friends, like, Jen and Wary are not Tim and Katie. They are Jen and Wary. And I, I, I can't I can't call them anything else. It drives me crazy. Well, it's, it's so confusing for me because I, Cleo, I knew Cleo as Cleo, and then I knew her as Lauren, and now I know, I mean, I knew her as, I know her as both things, but it's been yeah. this thing where I knew her first as Cleo, and now I know her as both, and it's all confusing in my I head. See, it's weird because, but, like, um, I will respond, like, equally at, at, to either Dana or Anthi, and it's just... Yeah, well... I don't know, it's You weird. should. <laughs> no, it's funny, <laughs> but I was... Well, considering the amount of time I spent on WoW... <laughs> It's like my entire life right now because Warlords of Draenor just came out and I'm sitting there like I need to log in so much. I know, I, I was surprised that you guys are even still alive and, and kicking at oh, this the servers point. Are because because you can't the servers are down. Aha, tricky, tricky. <laughs> what are you going to do when the server's down? Make a podcast. <laughs> but I, I was thinking, um, so Cleo and I being uh, jumping into this whole thing, I, I don't I don't know that we know exactly what's going to be coming up on new podcasts, but uh, I can say for sure that there are going to be lots of times when I, uh, let's see, forget what I was talking about, tell stories more than once. You can look forward to all of this excitement. And more <laughs> in coming more. episodes. <laughs> but, but also maybe some fun guests. Uh, I have some ideas, and probably I'm sure that Cleo does too. If so, you get I don't know. Even, like, a tenth of who I think you might get, I will my shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll only get a tenth. It'll be ten seconds. They'll be like, hi! And then there will be nobody else. <laughs> yeah, but you've, you've got access to higher, uh, higher up the internet hierarchy, if, if, if you will. Like, we've, we've well, had I the just... low-tier internet famous people, and then you'll, you've got, like, actual famous people. Oh, no, I mean, everybody you guys have had on here is great, but I do have some ideas for some fun people. I don't, I haven't actually um, approached anyone yet, but you never know. But, uh, Cleo, do you have any thoughts on that, that kind of thing, or? Well, I think we had talked about next month doing uh, Fall TV and yes. kind of talking a little bit more about some of that. And uh, there's a few shows I kind of wanted to marathon to catch up on. And, uh, you know, I... Just in terms of my my general approach would be, anyone we have on, let's find something interesting to talk about, as opposed to just, hi, well, what's your new project? And, you know, I just really like the idea, well, it was like the way, you know, Sterling was on to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you know? I thought that was pretty fun. And, you know, you get a chance to talk about something you're really interested in as opposed to the thing that you're supposed to talk about because you're on your publicity march and, you know. Um, I just really, in, in terms of what a podcast can be, I like the idea of, it reminds me of being in college and just sitting out on this little slope of a hill outside the uh, coffee shop. It's called The Cellar. And you would just sit there, and it might be like 2 in the morning, and you would just sit there talking about the stupidest shit. But, you know, you would get this conversation going, and you would get a certain rapport going. And it was just so fantastic to just talk about something. I sound like such a stoner. <laughs> yeah. Dude, do you ever, like, talk about it was stuff? Deep. It was and deep things. and things. <laughs> no, but I agree with that. I mean, that's that's fortunately we're on the same page. So Letting well, that was that was sort of our our lack of format in the first place. Is you know, like I said, we like X thing. Hey, this this person likes X thing. Let's get them on for this episode about X, and then we would do that. Well, that was me. I asked you on the episode about vampires. Yeah, and getting right. people to talk about things that they're enthusiastic about, and kind of let them go. And that's that's Which, that's what I was talking about earlier about about getting swept up in the hype machine so to speak about like getting excited about something and being like this is so cool this is so cool because that's what a really good fan does is they love something so much that they're not gatekeepers about it. They want to share it with as many people as humanly possible. That's what I think a lot of geeks are getting wrong nowadays. Where they're trying to be yeah. like, I love this thing so much, and it's mine all mine. No, 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 no. If you love it, set it free. Let <laughs> more people love it. Then it will, you see, know. See, I'm all about that. I don't see any need for, I mean, you, I, Dana, at least, I know you've read this, and possibly uh, the rest, the other two of you as well, but the when I was talking about stuff on Comic Mix with the, my, my favorite little word that I may have sort of made up or not, I don't know. I think it's somewhere else, but geek elitism, which is like the elite geek standpoints. And people are all like, oh, I was here first, or you don't love it as much as me, or you don't know as much about it as I do. And it's I all like negative. Cool. Yes, everybody was for... Everybody was new to a fandom at some point. Well, right. And that's we were unpopular before I... it was cool. You didn't... You, you, you didn't spring into being fully formed as as the gatekeeper of a fandom that I have always existed. On record on this very podcast, at least four years ago, where I'm talking about how fucking stupid Warcraft is and how it's lame and for nerds. <laughs> and now I'm sitting here arg- I've gotten to a point in my life where I am passionately arguing with a friend of mine whether or not Death Knights can shit. <laughs> They're dead. Do they have bodily functions? And appealing to Rossi to settle the score. And 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 God bless Matt. He he came down on the side of they they don't poop. Oh, <laughs> how disappointing! Because ghost poop would be pretty funny. <laughs> no no no, they're just un they're they're kind of undead. Well then, undead poop. Maybe it would crawl around on its own. <laughs> Jesus, Emily! I didn't think it was possible to squick me out. But what the hell? <laughs> All right. Good already, night, everybody. We have a listener slash friend who is in Antarctica, <laughs> trying not to relive anything John Carpenter. We don't. Need to- <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was just. Oh man, I was just talking with Lewis about uh, the thing from Another World because apparently it's a crime. I've never seen it, so we're gonna 
to have a movie night some night. My uncle still says that the fifties thing, the, uh, yeah, that's the one, is better than the John Carpenter uh, remake. I haven't seen either of them, so I'm starting with because I, I love the old fifty sci-fi movies, so I'll just yeah. sort of start there. So that's you know that's basically like I don't know I just I just like really I don't get geeks who sort of like just sit there. I, I, I don't get geek elitism like you were saying, Emily. I just, I don't understand it. I mean, if you love something, why wouldn't you want the people around you to like it too? So, I mean, like, I've been special. hyping Shadowgate, the remake, for friggin' ever since I kickstarted it and everything. It's like, yeah, cool. Give it, you know, give it money, give it press, give it reviews, whatever. And, and, and I just, I want people to buy it so because the company's really great, Zojoy. And I want them to, excuse me, I want them to remake Deja Vu. I want them to remake Uninvited. I want them to make money and profit off of this so they can do more games. You know, it's like, why wouldn't you want the thing that you love to succeed? No, I mean, I think that's a great attitude, and that's what I usually look at. But I I do, I theorize that a lot of people who have those attitudes, they feel like they've earned something because of difficulties they went through fitting in, or they feel like they own it, or it makes them special. And the thing is that people don't realize is that if they stepped out of their little box, they'd realize that they're not, they, everybody's special, but you're not a special snowflake. Everyone has had those experiences. I was bullied as a child. I'm sure all of you were bullied as children. Everyone bullies each other as children. It's something that happens in this world. It's unfortunate, but it's also, you know, kind of a fact of life. And so whether you were bullied for your clothes or your hair or your reading materials or your video games or whatever the hell it was, you know, or, or you're being smart at math or whatever, everybody's had those experiences and everybody's been shaped by them and you don't own them forever like you're the only one who knows what it's like. That's, geeks that's are what cool I think now. We don't think. have to, geeks are cool now. We didn't have to grow up to be bullies. Come on. It's well, like, haha, right. joke's on you. You've now <laughs> turned into what you've hated all this time. That's exactly the problem with it, and that's why, I mean, I I hope that it, you know, kind of peters out and fades away eventually as we become more enlightened, but, you know, it's taken us, like, thousands of years to get as enlightened as we are, and we're still not very good, so... It's like, you are not the kind of person that Mr. Rogers knew you could be. Yeah, exactly. But that's kind of, like, why I wanted you guys to take over May to Fail, because the whole spirit of the show is to not be elitist about stuff that we like it's it's to share it with as many people as humanly possible which granted we have a small audience but it's something just to give some people other things to be passionate about who and, better to take made a fail than people who have spent the last upwards of 10 years sharing what they love with people that that that, that as we've just spent the last uh what is it the last hour yeah. Talking about how you guys have been sharing what you love with people, horrifying oh, people from one coast to the other, and you and you have you have an audience for this sort of thing. I think people actually want some positivity, and I feel that Emily and Cleo, you guys can bring that kind of enthusiasm to the show, and to you know maybe expand our audience a little bit. Aw, you guys are the best. Aw. <laughs> and I, I will say, um, just a little tiny, tiny side note, because if I kept going with it, we'd be here for hours, but 
people really do want enthusiasm and positivity. I know I do, and I will tell you a great example where I realized that we don't have enough of it today was watching Man of Steel. And that's all I'm going to say about that right now. Yep. <laughs> but that that movie, definitely not positivity and enthusiasm for the character and the, and the you know, it's instead it was a lot of, well, anyway, I, I could yeah. go on, but I won't. That's another topic for another time. I, I can rant on that one for a while. Yeah, I felt <laughs> that was have. a real snap decision. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh. Oh, spoilers. You know, there were, there were you really so many other ways. Head. There were so... Oh, I was real neck and neck about it. With, no, I'll stop. <laughs> there were so many other ways they could have resolved that. And just, like, what lazy, lazy screenwriting and completely unfaithful to the to the story and the character. Anyway, so... <laughs> that wasn't a pun. <laughs> I'm lame. I, I, want, I, want, I want Cleo's voice to say that to me every single time I make a joke. <laughs> Actually, well, I, I, want, I, want that clip, I want that clip right there to be in the new intro. No, no, screw that. I'm, I'm taking that clip. I'm making that my ringtone. Oh, you guys... <laughs> I get a text now. I get Cleo saying that wasn't the pun. I'm gonna text you nothing but puns just to make sure that it works properly. I think it should be in the intro. It'll be like Cleo being like, "Emily, you're so stupid. That wasn't a pun." That's amazing. We totally have an intro clip now. What just happened? (laughs) You better be more magic. (laughs) Or it's gonna end up in the show intro. Magic just happened. <laughs> that was not, we 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 couldn't have scripted that. <laughs> it was far funnier than it had any right to be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> After we all die of laughter. <sighs> Maybe it's just because uh, the show's winding down, and I don't really want it to. But you know, hours of things probably not the best for an intro episode. Oh no, it's 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 good. We need to properly, uh, as I said before, with all sincerity, clearly honor the show. And oh, uh, were we going to talk a little bit about uh, our next little topic here before we uh, close out? No, I'm just gonna sit here and cry. Oh, oh Dana! No, you're crying. I'm good. If this if it if this weren't a podcast, we'd have you know clips of the show playing uh, while uh, Tommy, your, uh, Tommy Your Life goes. You know, the whole the whole late 90s kind of... Uh, I Will Remember You by Sarah McLaughlin. Oh no! Uh, that song oh, is so sick! But we're not... We're not animals trying to have money given to you by Sally Struthers. This is... <laughs> what little puppies? What little the hell kind of sentence structure was that? It's late. <laughs> To read is to make our speaking English gooder. Yes. <laughs> oh man, and we are gooder than all the rest. <laughs> but um, I think we all kind of shared stories about the show. Did uh, Kevin? Did you have any? Well, just the, the two stories that I tell every single time. Oh, you did that. Yeah, I, I managed to, to, yeah. <laughs> God, it's 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 been it's been good to me. It's it's made me some friends that I would never have ordinarily met or had. I'm really grateful for that. I'm not like leaving forever. Like you guys can still call on us for guests when you want, but 
Dan has taken um, my am, old position as executive producer. I am I am now with a shiny new title. I'm going to have to get new business cards. I actually and I'm not cards. going anywhere. I'm st- I'll still be around. I just won't be in charge anymore. I'm free! I'm free! <laughs> Dobby is a free elf! <laughs> I'm going to send you a sock for uh, for, your, for the holidays there. There you go. Sock. Please. <laughs> you sound so happy about it, I worry a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey. You're an no, asshole. No, no, no. This, this, this has been a wonderful six years. It really has. Wonderful and iconic, and I wouldn't have done it any other way. I'm kind of okay. I'm not ready to let go. My baby's growing up and graduating and leaving the house and going to college and there's going to be drinking and boys and fast cars. I hope so. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> we're going to take the baby. We're going to sit outside the cellar. We're going to sit on the hill. We're going to talk a little bit. We're going to get a little stoned probably, but you know, we're no. going to talk. I'll bring the booze. We'll have some great conversation. About all stuff? Night. It's going to be deep. Uh, it's gonna be hella deep, okay? I guess um, I don't think we could put this show into any any better hands than you guys. And that just shows what wonderful judges of character you are. <laughs> well, I mean, if the show was hard to do, we couldn't have done it for six years. Yeah, right? I mean let's, let's let's be real here. So Well, since um since we Introduce the episode. Would you, lovely ladies, like to be uh, the first official new closing out of the show? This has been etc. Seventy five. Oh God, we didn't practice for that part. Oh, wait. we didn't rehearse. This. We didn't practice for any of it, did we? <laughs> uh, and I will. Uh, all right, I'll start the close and you finish. How about that, Cleo? We can. We can try that. Ready? And now over to Cleo. What? No. <laughs> Come on! You're supposed to run with it. I thought it you feels- were going first. That was my first, right there. What's up, you? <laughs> it's like we never left. <laughs> I wish you never would. Baby's grown up. <laughs> All right. This has been episode seventy-five of Made of Fail with Emily and Cleo. Thank you. And good night. See you next time. Hello, listeners. This is your editor, Devin. Come to Metafail.net. We're kind of friendly, and we usually don't bite. Metafail.net. Okay, I'm going to stop the recording and pray to the avocado gods. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>